Hello and welcome to the Seven Nation Podcast here on YourPrepSports.com and the Hawk Fanatic Podcast feed. I am Rob Howe, joined by Ryan Merkin. It is Wednesday, November the 8th, a little bit before 11 a.m. Central Time. This uh, this is a quiet time, Ryan, um, for now. Yes, it's crossover season. If you have your football team still going, we are. One um, football team left, right? Is that the last uh Ball sport team. State, we got state swimming this weekend. And we oh, that's lot, right. I forgot. We about have a swimming. lot of swimmers going, but if it's it's kind of crazy, Rob. You're right. This is it's a little bit of a slow time for us with with you know volleyball getting done and and football just having the one team remaining. But I want to tell you this, um, Rob and I talked a little bit before we got on here, and I I didn't tell him this. We have our first not a scrimmage. We have our oh, no. first girls basketball game that that counts. Next Friday. So get out of here. We got two on the schedule. I'm typing schedules in this week. So that would be the 17th? The 17th. Liberty is at Southeast Polk. And Solon is at Martindale St. Mary's. I'm assuming, and Solon people can, we'll figure this out. We'll That's update. a rematch with this Liberty. Because I covered that one at Liberty last year, right? Yep. They did yep. a home and home. Yep. And uh, two good teams there, obviously. And then... Um, same thing with Martinsdale St. Mary's was at Solon last year. Okay. They go to Martinsdale. That would be the state championship game for 3A. So if Solon, and we'll get into football here, but if Solon wins on Saturday night, I don't know if, I don't know if girls basketball would still play it over at Martinsdale, um, the same night that the football teams in the state championship game. Why is Martinsdale? South of Des Moines. Okay. Never been there. So I haven't been to an event there and. I checked a couple new ones off the list here recently. Covered my first event at Union High School in LaPorte City, which I've been up there before, but hadn't covered anything at, in LaPorte City at Union. And then Monona on Friday. Hadn't been to MFL Marmac. Um, I have some friends that are from up that way, um, that area of the state. And I saw the M, which is Monona, and the F, which is Farmersburg. Drove through Farmersburg. I didn't see the L or... What is uh, it? Yeah. Mar or the Max? I didn't see Marquette. I didn't see McGregor. Didn't get that far east on my trip to. It's nice up there, Iowa. But I've, we've gone up there in the fall before. Nice area of the state. It was a pretty drive. I think it would have been really pretty a week or so earlier before we got the yeah. cold weather and the rain a little bit. But it was cool. I made it all the way and back. Didn't get lost. I usually. I usually find my way around. I occasionally get a little bit lost, but yep. If you don't like, we were talking before we started recording. If you don't hit a deer, you're winning. Yeah, for sure. I saw a lot of animals, but made it back without striking anything. That's always a positive. Uh, you'll be heading north again this week and, and doing the deer slalom on uh, <laughs> Interstate 380, going up to the dome for the uh, the Saturday night showcase. Yeah, a little Saturday night football. Uh, Solon and Williamsburg scheduled to start at seven o'clock Saturday night. Let's uh, let's let the folks know a little inside information. It's not starting at seven o'clock, folks. It'll start probably <laughs> closer to eight o'clock. Um, but uh, Iowa plays during the day. Does Iowa State play at night Saturday? They are at BYU, so they were a nine fifteen Central Time kick. Okay, so you always so, you always worry about the high school stuff bumping up against the college right. stuff. So looks like uh, Solon should be okay on Saturday night. And this is a rematch of a game that we covered earlier this season at Solon, Ryan. Good game then, 
Uh, I think it surprised a lot of people. I think it yeah. kind of like, I think it, it was Solon's, Hey, we're here too moment. And now, um, obviously you, you get the rematch. You, you know what each other is going to do. Yeah. Uh, can you throw some wrinkles in there to, to surprise the other team and maybe get, you know, an advantage that way? But, uh, usually when this happens, teams that have played before, it comes down to execution, right? And that's right. probably what we'll see Saturday night. Yep. Execution. Um, and then, you know, we talk about this every year, Rob. It's a different environment. Yep. I mean, it, it's always a different environment when you go to state, whether it's Extreme Arena or, you know, Wells Fargo Arena, whatever it is. It's always a little bit different. You're not playing in a high school gym. But, I mean, this sport, it it really changes. I mean, it really does. Like, that is an entirely different feel to a game than playing in the high school. I mean, none yeah. of these kids, have, unless you've been to the Uni Dome before, nobody's ever played indoors, Right. And, and this, just, a lot of guys on this Williams team were there last year, right? Yes. Yep. That's a runner-up team who, from last year. Two who did they lose to? Central Lion? Uh, Central Lion. Because they yeah. were two A last year, yep. right? They're Correct. up in three A. Okay. So I think that's I think there's an element of that too. I've said it a lot when when I covered Regina up there for years, is the first quarter, I mm-hmm. think, is really big in these games, just as teams adapt. And everybody, I know, we've played on turf. The turf there's a little bit different, but it, it's more just I don't know if you've been to a game there, you know, which most people that are listening to this probably have at some point, it just has a totally different feel. Yep. It's got the echo. It's just kind of a, a different feel to a game being indoors. Um, and then, I, you know, you play these games at all sorts of different times. Rob and I were talking today, you know, the, the eight man games are going right now. So it's like, sometimes you're playing in the morning. Now you're playing Saturday night. It just, you get in there and I feel like you kind of lose all sense of what, what what time it is in the day you know i mean it's just different it always looks the same you're right though it's important you that beginning of the game you got to be able to settle in without getting yourself in a hole exactly pre-snap penalties turnovers all those things that kind of come with the the coaches talk about execution i think will be really big and you know to get into it just a little bit deeper rob obviously we say this all the time but we'll have a bunch of stuff between now and saturday if, if you're you know, listen to this and you want more, you know, preview, we'll have, we'll have a lot of stuff on the site um, here in the next couple of days about this game, breaking it down and, and, you know, our capsules and some stats and and some stories too. So go on the site for, for a lot more. But the thing that will be really interesting to me, Rob, is I was talking to a couple people on Friday before the Seoul and West Delaware game. And my, my take on that game was similar. West Delaware just put up all these points and yards uh, against assumption. And I just thought, man, you know, Solon is so good on defense. We've said it uh, all year, probably on this podcast multiple times. They're so good on defense. I'm like, you know, the first team to 21 in that game probably wins, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm and not that game ends up 36 I, to 35. <laughs> I was smiling because we previewed that game last week and you were like, this is going to be a defensive showdown. And I'm there shooting photos on the sideline. And I'm like, well, Ryan was all over this. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Again, it's why it's so hard to, you know, I mean, especially in high school, you, I looked, I spent so much time looking at that game, Robin, I couldn't have swung and missed anymore. Um, but again, Ty Bell probably plays his best game. You know, he was Really good in that game at quarterback. I was, for some. I was very impressed. Brent Yankovic played really well. Bell made some serious progress from when I saw yes. him against Williamsburg to last week. I was like, I was very impressed. He looks a lot more confident, a lot more comfortable. Um, seems like has control of the huddle a little bit more. Takes time, right? First yeah. year starter replacing yeah. one of the, you know, 
one of the more storied quarterbacks in, in program history. So, yeah, I, I was impressed with what they did offensively and defensively. West Delaware can throw. Yes. They're, and, that's a real dual threat team with that quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he hit some balls deep that I'm like, man, this is not, you don't see that every week in high right. school football. It was funny. You mentioned that about um, Ty Bell and just the progress he's made. Matt Cost covered that game for us. Story's still up. If you want to go back and read it, Matt's um, as good as there is at, at covering sports, covering high school sports in the state. But Matt did the assumption game for us week one and then did that game. And so he sent me a text and he was like, the quarterback play has gotten better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. basically, and it, and it was, I mean, but we talked about that. We've talked about that before. I mean, your first game for kids in in high school, it's, it's a big jump, you know, and, and he's made serious progress. I've seen Solon multiple times throughout the year and have really been encouraged. I thought Ty played really, really well in their game against Fort Madison in the opening round, um, which, you know, that game's a lopsided game, but just he, he made a couple plays in the red zone where he threw it to his third guy, you know, went through his progression. So, but that leads me into what I think is going to be one of the most interesting things in, in this game on Saturday night, Rob, is quarterback play. Williamsburg has gone to, to Derek Wieskoff at, at quarterback, basically on a full-time basis. It was the Solon game. Yeah. Um, you know, they kind of, they'd had to do some different things with some injuries, but it was kind of the Solon game that facilitated that change as a full-time thing. But in that game, you're, you're putting him back there mid game. You don't have a week to prepare. Right. Um, and he was, he was really efficient, um, against Mount Vernon last week. You know, I, I had it pulled up 10 of 15 for 147 yards, four touchdowns, and then ran for 108 yards. So, um, he is a, he's a difference maker of an athlete. I think in that Solon game coming in the first time, they had probably game planned a lot to get the ball to him on the outside as a receiver. Yeah, if you remember earlier in that game, they were tossing it to him and Heitman. They were throwing it down the field. And when that kid who was ever playing quarterback couldn't complete those passes, that's when they made the switch. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I mean, that you talk about how teams progress throughout a season. Um, That's, you know, we've talked about it with our teams, you know, West Branch and some of these teams that they make some changes, they get a lot better. I mean, that was only, that was week six or seven. That was kind of mid season, but um, you know, they're really they're still really good on defense. They gave up some yards and points to Mount Vernon, which which everybody has basically done this season, obviously. Um that was a but, heck of a game too last week. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was really similar to the Solon game in a lot of ways. Um, you know, Mount Vernon's up in that game going into score. Uh, right before halftime, and they end up throwing an interception, and Williamsburg goes down and scores. So, I mean, two those are four really good teams, I think, you know, that played each other to go to the Dome, which is the way it should be. But quarterback play, I think, will be big. How do those guys handle the moment, you know, on Saturday night? Um, and then I'm going to say it again. So, everybody be prepared for 63 to 62. <laughs> um but I do, I think this, I mean, I, I just think these teams are so good on defense, Rob. I really, I honestly do. I mean, Williamsburg, we, we both saw it the first time they played. Um, Race Heitman and Wieska, I mean, they've got some absolute erasers on defense that, that you can, you can miss an assignment. You can, you can not fit a gap. You can do some of these things and they have guys that can, that can erase those mistakes and make it a, you know, instead of a 30 yard gain or a 40 yard gain, it's a five yard gain. I mean, those guys are really good and they're just, they're, they're obviously really well coached. Um, so they're both these teams are, are really good on defense. You know, you, 
you look at last week, I, I think, I think these teams made plays last week, but I'm not, I don't, I, I don't anticipate, you know, a bunch of points being scored in this game. I think this is a really well played defensive game. And I, same thing I said last week, you know, it's probably the, if, if somebody gets three touchdowns, I feel like they're probably going to win. I mean, that's, I think the first game was 21 14, Rob, uh, with yep. a defensive TD in there, if I yep. remember right. So I think it's that type of game, you know, um, kind of a race to the twenties. Um, we'll, we'll see. I'm really excited for this one. This is as good probably. Um, pre-game, however you want to say it, like going back and forth of a, of a game as I've you know prepped for at the Unidome in in a while. I mean, I think this could be one of the better games. And there's always great games at the Unidome. Um, you know, the game before this, the other three A game, Creston and in Sioux City, Helan should be really good. Um, but I think this is I think that's who it is, isn't it? Creston and Helan. Yes. Yep. Um. So again, I looked at all that stuff last Friday when it came out, and I haven't. Um, looked at the other semifinal, but interesting number from that first matchup, Ryan Williamsburg averaged one yard per carry against Solon in that first game. Huge key. If they can slow down that running game and force Weisskopf into passing and keeping him in check, he brings a little bit of different element because he can run as well. So thought that was a key. Well, I I was surprised when I looked that up and saw that they only averaged one. Solon averaged 3.8 yards per carry in that game. Not great, but a heck of a lot better than one. Yeah. And you go back and look and again, different, different teams, different styles, et cetera. But you go back and look at last week's game, Rob Williamsburg rushed for 227, averaged six yards of carry against Mount Vernon, right? Which Solon had success running against Mount Vernon as well. But that's a, that's a, that's a comparable team. That's a really good team. You know, I mean, they're in the quarterfinals for a reason. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. There's a lot to lot to kind of – a lot of game inside the game, I think, this week. Um, you know, there's some – you look at Heitman as an offensive player. Um, you know, he's a guy that you got to – kind of the game inside the game. You can't let him get in space. Um, you know, keep the ball away from him on special teams. Don't kick yep. it to him. All those things. He's electric. Um, so there's kind of a lot of those like little matchups here. It's almost like basketball. I think both these teams are going to try to find the matchups, the matchups they want. And then another thing to talk about, Rob, for Solon offensively is, and, and you saw this last week, it makes a difference when Brett White plays offense. <laughs> I mean, it's a difference when he's on the field, no matter where he is. Because even if you're not handed it to him or throwing it to him, if he lines up somewhere on it when they're on offense, there's going to be two guys or there should be two guys wherever he's at. I mean, in this year, they've mostly used him as a receiver. He's almost a thousand yard rusher last year. He's dynamic. I mean, you get him the ball and good things are going to happen. So how do they use him on offense, you know, in, in this game and, and how many touches do they, do they try to get him? And I mean, they haven't shown it really this year. Do they, do they hand him the ball some? I, I don't know what they'll do, Rob, but I think he'll be, as he was last week, I think he'll somehow be heavily involved in the offensive game plan for Solon this week. He came off early in that game last week. I think it was his hip. He was grabbing towards his right side, and I'm like, oh, no. Um, he, was, he went over, sat on the bench. Trainers started talking to him. He waved him off, got up, and went back in the game. <laughs> he could barely walk coming off the field. I'm like, oh, no. Um, but one of the better football players in our area, no doubt about it. One of the better, better athletes. He can, yeah. I've written this for Prep Red Zone. He can play college football. There's no doubt in my mind he'd be really good at it. But be a shame to waste that baseball talent. Yeah, signed officially with Baylor today, I saw. So, yeah. um, 
he's Kyler, he's a he's a difference maker on both sides. Speaking of Solon, Kyler Levine signs with signs with Iowa today. I was like, wow, it seemed like she committed like in nineteen seventy. <laughs> I I told her this story when she committed to Iowa. I was on family vacation. I know Rob knows. It. I was on family vacation. I was in a cave, like we were doing a cave tour. And I get out and I have like, I, I turn my where my phone gets service. I'm like, oh, and it's just like my my pockets <laughs> vibrate. I have like 150 Twitter notifications. I'd had like seven the whole week leading up to it. Like it's in that time and. <laughs> In in between sports and August or whatever, there's nothing. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. So no, but there's you know, a lot of a lot of kids signed this week, um, or or yesterday or today, which which is awesome. Um, it's super fun for me. I try to keep up with all that, but it's fun to watch all these kids that go on and continue their athletic careers after after we watch them in high school, Rob. It's 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 really enjoyable. So good luck to all those kids going forward. Yeah, no doubt. And uh Solon Kid scored the uh scored the goal for uh Iowa soccer too, right? The yep. other day. Josie uh, Durr. We're actually yeah. gonna have we're gonna have a Josie Durr story on your prep sports. Um Susan Harmon is working on that. So I'm really excited about that. Um that's a really cool story. Very um, I didn't I was reading about it, you know, huge wins for Iowa soccer and and Josie's been a big part of that. It's her seventh seventh season. Um of playing playing soccer at Iowa, which is, um, as Susan told me, as she was working on that story, that's that's kind of a story in itself, but very very cool. Um, and they're hosting on Friday night, which I think my wife and kids and I are going to try to get out to that. Um, Free hosting an NCAA tournament. That's cool. The, the regular season games you can get into for, for get into for free. I'm not sure about Friday night, but it's six o'clock. It's a beautiful field. I don't know if you've not been over there before and you want to support a local uh, woman playing in the NCAA tournament. Um, Josie Durr is out there with her teammates Saturday or Friday night at six o'clock. Iowa soccer complex. Who do they play, Rob? I honestly don't know that. I, uh, they said it. I was at the Rob and I were both at the Iowa men's basketball game last night, and they said it. And if soon as is it Bucknell? Yes, yeah, it is. Okay, yep. so I have no idea what conference Bucknell is in. Patriot. They might be a Patriot League team. I think. In fact, I think they are. Yeah. Uh, well, yes. When you're facing a Patriot League team, you better be you better brace yourself. Be ready to go. <laughs> All right. Uh any more we want to talk about on football or you want to do a, a season recap on volleyball? Yeah, let's swing over to volleyball. Like I said, read I, I know we say it all the time. Check your prep sports. There's gonna be a lot on on this matchup. We're a little bit later in the week. It's Wednesday. Uh our the football stuff's coming a little bit later in the week with that game being on Saturday. Yeah. We're trying to space it out a little bit. So keep checking back on the site um to read about Solon Williamsburg. We'll have a lot of good stuff um up on that. And as Rob said, um little teaser for the Josie Durr story, which should be really cool. Let me uh let me do a read here and then we'll switch over in the volleyball, make this a nice smooth segue. Support for this podcast comes from Systems Unlimited, celebrating 50 years of providing services to people living with disabilities and mental health needs throughout East Central Iowa. A list of their services and upcoming events can be found at sui.org. That is sui.org. Systems Unlimited, thank you to them for their support of this podcast and the great work that they've done in our community for over half of a century. Ryan, um I was an idiot. I think I sat here last week and said, oh, Clear Creek's going to win the tournament. And then I said to you, um, after watching the first round of 4A, when we were at 
extreme on last Wednesday before the semifinals, I was like, I feel even better now about Clear Creek winning this thing. And I got taught a lesson. You just never know um, match to match what's going to happen. And credit to North Scott. North Scott came to came to Coralville with a mission, and, man, they played well. And Abby Hayes is, is incredible. You know what it reminded me of, Rob? And, and, again, I know I make all these parallels, and people that listen to this can can agree or disagree, and that's fine. My Everybody's brain works differently. As I watched that, I saw them a little bit um, – after Regine or after Clear Creek on Monday, I saw just a tiny bit of North Scott ADM. And then I watched the semifinal match and then I watched the championship match. And as I was sitting there watching the championship match, it reminded me of Clear Creek last year. I was where, I mean, the they, same thing. They came to that tournament absolutely hitting their stride. And this is not to say that Clear Creek didn't, you know, didn't come to, you know, extreme this week hitting their stride. I don't think that they would say that they played their best game in that semifinal. And I, I mean, I think North Scott probably played their best game of the season in the quarters, then played their best game of the year in the semis, then played their best game of the year in the championship. I mean, they were, what stood out to me was I hadn't seen Hayes play since last year. Um, and she admittedly, you know, didn't feel like she played very well at the state tournament last year. She was excellent. Man, the rest of their team was, I mean, and, and they have some really good players, but their setter was, I mean, I had this in my story. I mean, I think she, I think she had like 14 kills, um, with like, you know, zero errors. I mean, at one point I was sitting next to Jeff Linder from the Cedar Rapids Gazette in the middle of the second set. And I turned to him and I said, she's been incredible. And he, he had the live stats up and I, you know, didn't have him right in front of me. And he's like, she has 11 kills without an error. And it's like, they just, they were really. You have I a mean, setter that can hit right side, man. Boy, yes. That's just so much more valuable. Yep. You're exa- And I mean, I'm not taking anything away from North Scott. I mean, or clear. Sometimes you just tip your hat, right? I mean, like, like truthfully, I thought I'm with you. I said before the tournament, I thought that I didn't think Norwalk was the best team. I just thought, for for an eight seed, you know that that's a tough matchup. When the when the everybody won, you didn't really have any upsets. And I was like, this is a pretty re- this is a relatively tough quarter. It's going to be a tough semi. It's going to be a tough championship game. Um, and I kind of thought it might be Indianola, which who it was from the other side of the bracket. Wow, I watched um, Indianola play Lewis Central. That was a yeah. tremendous match. Yes, yeah. I mean. You know, Lewis Central was kind of one of those teams we didn't talk a lot as we previewed it. Right? They were they, good, They man. beat Xavier right out the gate. Yeah. Lewis Central was very impressive. Yep. Um, so I guess I just – I'm kind of with you, Rob. I watched – I mean, Clear Creek was just – that Norwalk team is a solid team. And we sat next to each other and watched that, and Clear Creek was locked in. Um, and then that first set against North Scott, they were they weren't controlling it. They were up, you know, at about the midway point. And I think they were fine after they lost that. I don't think they played poorly in the first set, Rob. I thought North Scott just made a few more plays late. They were a little cleaner late. And I don't think Clear Creek played poorly in the second set. I think when they, I think they got a little tight when it got late in the second set and they were down. Yeah. And then, and then it becomes tough because you're down 2-0. And I don't care if you're a favorite, an underdog, when you're down 2-0 in that sport, you start to press a little bit because you know you have to be flawless. And that's that's 
you know, that's natural. And I actually thought they played really well in the third set um, again. And they were, you know, and I, again, sitting next to Jeff Linder, we both felt like if they, if Clear Creek could win that third set, yeah, that they would and, and take the momentum because North Scott was just playing so freely. And they said it afterwards. They said, you know, we kind of came in here with nothing to lose, which is kind of like what, what we talked about. Like, yeah. you know, the, the pressure's on the other side of the net and they played so freely, Rob. I mean, they weren't doing a lot of tipping. I mean, they were getting pushing balls to the pins, and when they pushed balls to the pin, they were hammering away at it. Um, but yeah, it was a really fun week of volleyball. Rob was there a lot. We can kind of talk to volleyball tournament in general if, a little bit if you want. But I told you know the Clear Creek people I talked to after the game, you want to make sure that that's not the lasting you know thing that you remember is is being sure. I mean, you forty six and zero. I mean, are you, are you kidding me? I mean, they had an incredible season and absolutely were one of the best teams at that tournament in any class, Rob. You know, I mean, beat the 5A runner-up. I mean, yeah, I think you they, look at they were incredible. Like Lisbeck and Meg Berklin in that class, they've kind of set the bar now at Clear Creek. That That's what you have to aim for. They've made a state championship game. They were dominant this season. When kids now come up through Clear Creek, that's the team. That's the yep. one that you look at and say, that's the bar that we have to reach. And they bring back Avery Lauer, who's a, you know, I mean, you had a couple more years of her. I mean, and, and they have the young kids in that lineup too. I mean, Soraya Sherman, and they've got really. I, good I was impressed with her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have, she's another kid that will just continue to get, we'll be talking about her a lot yep. in the next couple of years. Um, but yeah, that, that senior class um, and, you know, Addison, Gisselson and and Sam Shrek. I mean, they have a lot of girls in that class that that you're exactly right. I mean, they they elevated the they elevated the level of the program. You know, the the old you know leave it better than how you found it. And I I I mean, there's no question they did that. It's tough when you don't reach your ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. There's no there's no way around what the ultimate goal was for that team. But it just an incredible incredible season. I mean, the type of stuff that in that sport when you play almost 50 matches, you don't do that. I mean, you don't you don't have a a best two out of three to twenty one or whatever where you just don't play great and and you lose to somebody, especially you know playing the I think they played twenty some ranked teams twenty almost twenty five matches against ranked teams. So tip of the hat to them. Um, and- I need to find a volleyball historian to put into context and in what Dyke New Hartford did this year. They lost one set, one set in fifty and up. I mean, and- is there was there has there been? I mean, they've got to be in the discussion for the best ever, right? Yes. I mean, in if you watch them play, which Ridiculous. Rob and I both did, it's just, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And again, that was one of the – and you know what? Like, this is – this becomes a footnote in that Hinton is really good. Like, I was super impressed by them, Rob. Yeah, they, they were in the wrong, the they were in the wrong class. Yeah, they, have a, they have one of the state's best players in Bailey Boovey, without a doubt. She is tremendous, and she's only. I was sophomore. really impressed by them. Yeah, and then you're like, because I saw, I watched a little bit of them in the semis, and I'm like, man, they are in the wrong class. Yeah, because <laughs> Dyke uh, is just a machine. It would have been interesting to see Dyke and Western Christian if Western Christian again. had it moved up again, but it was kind of cool that they though both of those teams won state championships because both were deserving. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we have some listeners that are probably a little, you know, that probably watch that. Heck of a year for Mount Vernon, too. Oh, I mean, yeah. I thought, I thought Mount Vernon played really well at the state tournament. I mean, they had to beat a Dubuque Waller team 
you know, they swept, they was playing well. Assumption, I, I was very impressed. But, I mean, they played really well. And if you're not really into volleyball, it's like you might not know. I mean, Western Christian is, I mean, they beat Dyke last year. I mean, they've done, they've been right there. Those two have battled for more than a decade. Um, they they lose a lot. Um, they I, I don't know how many lost. I have it. Western Christian had 13 losses. Um, I know because somebody that I know from Nebraska had texted me, you know, months ago during the season, but they go to um, a, at least one, if not a couple of the big Omaha tournaments and play all the, the you know, what would be here, 5A teams in Omaha. And, and that's fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> volleyball. What's don't that? They, don't they also play like some of the big South Dakota tournaments yeah, too? Yeah, and I don't know as much about those. Yeah, teams. I don't either. I worked in Nebraska for a while, but yeah, they they go to several. They go to a Sioux Falls and a couple other and play these big South Dakota teams. But man, that that's they play really good volleyball, Rob. I was very impressed by them too. They 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 play they played phenomenal volleyball for a long time. But um, that Mount Vernon team brings a brings a lot back, um, and and obviously they're incredibly well coached. So a great season. A really good season for a lot of our, you know, area, not just our area teams, but our area conferences. You know, I mean, the Womack, you know, Marion played well. Um, that was a really, I don't know if, I think that was going on when, when we were watching. Um, I watched Drew some Reed. of that match. But that was when they played uh, Indianola. That was a really good match, yep. Rob. So a lot of good volleyball. Rob saw a lot of good stuff. A lot of good I volleyball. Some... I, uh, kudos to to the union and extreme for I thought they it was even better this year than it was last year, and that's encouraging because you got to figure, okay, they've had it two years now, building on it. I, you know, you watch teams that don't play until maybe Tuesday, and they can come and practice at Green State. I mean, it's just it's a really good setup. I was one of my thoughts as I drove out of there um, after that semifinal was I'm excited to see what girls wrestling is like. Yeah, because that's that's a a real strength i think of the girls union is mm-hmm. they seem to always make stuff better and, and i really mean that i mean when they when they have these events they're always trying to find ways to improve it they're not complacent with how they do it and i think both of those events last year were smashing successes and i i seriously had that thought as i was um just driving circles around that roundabout i just went around to Went around it like fourteen times, Rob. Just just to confuse people. But. I might just drive over there later so I can go through that construction zone again. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, my god. <laughs> oh. it's going to be great when they fix yes. it because they've got pedestrian yeah. bridges and yes. all that stuff. So when those state tournaments happen, when the construction's done, people are going to you, you know rave about it. But right now, it's a pain in the behind. You can tell I've had an experience when Rob brings something up like that, and I just <laughs> I just laugh. I just I don't even say words. But no, it was. I, I I second that, Rob. They did a great job with it. It was better. Um, and again, like I said, I'm excited to see wrestling there because I think they'll – it was great last year, and I think it'll be even better, you know, going forward. Wrestling will be coming up soon, and we'll be talking about that plenty on the podcast. Uh, Ryan, want to tease one of your articles that you have up now on Your Prep Sports? People check that out, yourprepsports.com. It is your looking back at the best of the volleyball season in the area um, don't want to give it all away because we want folks to go over and read it, but why don't you hit on some highlights from that and some things that you found while, while going back over the season? Yeah, this is one of my favorite. I love these. And I mean, hopefully people enjoy reading these. We'll do one. I'll have my football one up. I'm already working on that one. Um, whenever our football season ends, I used to do these before, um, kind of as like a, a, a bridge in the gap from, 
the regular season to the to the postseason, like when state hit. Mm-hmm. But now I like to wait because you get some amazing performances sometimes in the postseason. But um yeah, check that out. A couple things, Rob. The the freshmen in the area this year were I I think as a whole as good of a freshman group as I can remember in a long time. I mean, Regina had, you know, a freshman libero that was fantastic. Um, you know, Liberty played a four freshmen. I mean, that were all really, really, really good. City High played several. Um, Sophia Austin at West had a great year. Hattie Galloway at, at City. I mean, there was just, there was a lot of freshmen that played really big roles, Rob, that were really good. So, um, that's one that, you know, that was, that was a really tough, really tough to pick out. And then one that wasn't so tough to pick out was, um, our most valuable player that I do with that was Blissbeck, who, I mean, and, and you know, last year for, for football, I've kind of done an offensive, you know, most valuable player, defensive, et cetera. Um, in a couple of years ago, when I did this, I started doing a back row player of the year, um, just because, you know, it's not all about like, as we see at state, how often do you, do you feel like the teams that are more successful are the teams that are passing, et cetera. There's a lot more that goes into it, but as a volleyball, uh, as a volleyball family that has daughters who play the back row, we <laughs> always say the hitters get the glory. The back rows do, does the dirty work. Well, and really like, as I was doing that, it, it was, it was Meg Berkland, um, you know, who ends up with almost 1800 career digs and, and was just, how does this, how does so, that kid not have a scholarship offer? She's I, what's her recruiting situation. You have any idea? I talked to her afterwards and she's, she's mulling through some stuff and trying okay. to figure out what she wants to do. But I will, I mean, and I told her this and I told her coaches and her family, somebody's going to get a really, 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 I don't know if I'd say pleasant surprise. Somebody's going to get a steal Yep, because she is as good as I've seen in a long time in the back row, Rob, at, I mean, in, in a leader and yep. all the things that you look for in, in that position, um, in any position, but she can play. She can absolutely play, Rob. So, but a, as I did that, I want to say sh- that's who our back row player of the year was. As I did that, it was, I mean, you know, we have the 5A leader in digs uh, that wasn't on there, you know, that's, uh, that was our freshman of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look at uh, Madeline Falco at West Branch was playing exceptional volleyball at the yep. end of the year. Um, Kennedy Whitford at Solon is a really, I mean, we have, I, I really mean this. I mean, you, there is exceptional, not just libero, but back row play in our area this year was really, really good, Rob. Um, so she was our back row player of the year. And then Bliss Beck was, was the most valuable player. And, um, just again, a kid that just, you know, hopefully the, the overarching memory for people is not that Clear Creek didn't win a state championship this year because she was just so fun to watch the last couple of years. Rob just um, is going to play at Drake next year. And is just, I, I mean, I say this as the biggest compliment I can get. I don't think she's scratched the surf. I should say scratch the surf. I don't think she's come close to playing the best volleyball that she'll play. I mean, she is a kid that could just be an absolute star going forward. I think the sky is the limit for her. So athletic, um, you know, moved so well, just a really good teammate, um, and, and had obviously a massive impact on that, on that program the last couple of years, but she can be absolutely dominant. Um, 
you know, with her height and athleticism and was super fun to watch. So, yeah, it's, you know, you look at our area and you, you think about her leaving and, and Meg Berklin and Claire Ernst and you go down the list, Malay Lacey, yes. a lot of good kids leaving, graduating. But as you said, freshman class, very strong, a lot of good sophomores and juniors as well. So volleyball should be very strong again next year in the area. Yeah, you bring up those two, Rob, at, at Malay Lacey at West and, and Claire Ernst at City High. Um, it's it's I don't think people really I mean, just read they're, they're both in that article. You can read the article. But two of I mean, Malay Lacey led West and kills four consecutive seasons, over 200 kills all those years. And you really think about that. That's that's not an easy thing to do because you have a lot of a lot of really good players. I just mentioned some of the freshmen in this area. I don't think any of those freshmen had 200 kills when you're looking at Sophia Austin and Hattie Galloway and Ellie Wilson at Liberty. I mean, those are kids that are going to have a ton of kills in their career in just the way that things set up sometimes with who the featured hitter is and how many attempts you get. It's, it's tough to get 200 kills as a freshman. Yep. Um, and so she ends up just a little bit short. You know, if it wasn't for COVID and a couple other things, she probably would, I think she ended up with like 970 kills, but you know, didn't play a full, scheduled a little a little bit in her career a couple times but and then Claire Ernst led led city and kills three years Rob which it, a program like that is really hard to do as well and is over a thousand kills and I mean just those two were so consistently productive for their teams for for so long that's really really impressive and, and Claire Ernst had her best year she was phenomenal this year Rob um for a city high team that had a really good year and brings a lot back. So yeah, there's, I, I like going through there and kind of finding some of those moments and in performances and, and highlighting what kids did, but you said it as much as we bring back, like there's some really special players in this area that, you know, that have really left an impact on their programs that are, that are moving on. And, you know, I think all, almost all those girls or most of those girls that we mentioned will be playing college volleyball, which is great. I don't want to leave out the kid from Liberty too, that poor ACL. She was playing yes. really well. She was playing, yeah. Um, Hennings was playing. Yeah, she, yeah Gracie she Hennings. Was, she was playing the best volleyball of her career, uh, by far. And, and, um, and she played good volleyball for them last year too yep. on their state championship team. So yeah, thanks for adding that, Rob, because she was absolutely is in that category. She was having a great season. So yeah, the volleyball in this area, as good as it's been with a 5A champion last year, you know, a 4A runner up last year, a 4A semifinalist this year, I, I feel like it's getting better. And we don't have to talk about this a lot right now, but you look at what Regina brings back with Reese Nave, who's, you know, 600 kills, um, and Kylie Devery with what they bring back West Branch, the way they were playing at the end of the year. Yeah. They, they lose a lot of seniors, but again, uh, without having the same, I mean, they were playing so well at the end of the year with what they bring back. Um, again, their co-head coaches, Becky Hosier and Monica Tiley were in my story. I, I just think they've done a really good job of, of, elevating that program in the last couple of years. Um, they took losses this year, Rob, playing a different schedule than they've played. They played much bigger, better competition than what they've played in the past. And they're doing a good job. And then you look, Solon brings back a lot from a regional final yeah. team. Um, Clear Creek loses a lot of, I mean, they lose a lot. Yep. They bring back Avery Lauer is, is, is a star. I mean, that's an all state hitter that you can build around. Um, they're going to be gotta... Didn't she get offered by South Dakota or South Dakota State? Yes, South Dakota State offers. for basketball yeah. yesterday. I think yeah. I saw her tweet. She's, she's going to have an incredible basketball season yeah. too. But she's a she's a stud, 
And then City West and Liberty all bring back. Um, yeah, hope everybody enjoyed beating. Players. Hope everybody enjoyed beating Liberty this season. <laughs> yeah, man, because <laughs> that's not going to. They're going to be. You look good. at Lucy Mawson's only a sophomore. She was in my story too, man. I she is just I she is as fun of a kid as I had watching this year. I mean, talk about a kid that just she can jump out of the gym, but just the we way she it. swings. I mean, she she is not worried about the, the back line. I mean, she just pounds the ball. Um, yeah, I'm very excited about it now, Rob. I'm excited for next fall. It's going to be really good, really good. And teams, just if you want to help me out, um, you know, when I have these state tournaments that are only like 12 minutes away from my house, we might as well have seven teams make it to them. Rob and I can Everybody. Go. Rob and I can go every day. Uh, we don't have to drive to Des Moines or Fort Dodge. So let's get all of our teams at these state tournaments that are nice and close. Definitely. I, I vote for that as well. Before we get out of here, Ryan, want to let folks know that uh, state swimming is this weekend. Let the, let folks know kind of the logistics there when it's happening. It's a Marshalltown and, and what we have going. Yeah, we'll, we'll have, a, we'll have a lot. We'll have more on the site this week. So read up on that, but we, it's two days now, so you've got the Friday afternoon, or excuse me, Friday evening, whatever, um, and that conflicts with our football game this week, so your prep sports will figure out how we're going to get that done, um, because that is Saturday. It's a large part of it is Saturday, too, in, in um, Mount, or, Mount Vernon. I wish it was in Mount Vernon. That would be really cool. easier. It's in Marshalltown, um, but Grace Hooper from, from City High um, is obviously one to keep an eye on. She's had an incredible year. She's a Solon um, student that, that that's a great thing that they have with, with the co-op programs. There's, there's a decent number of Solon girls. Um, you know, these, these, pro, these schools that don't have, there's a West branch girl on the swim team as well, which they had, you know, as well for cross country. So that's a really, really good thing, Rob, that I don't know if we've talked about it or hit on it. I don't have to talk about it a lot, but gives these kids opportunities um, as well. And then West and West slash Liberty, um, you know, they have a similar thing too, where, um, you know, they, they co-op their, their swim programs, but they have a bunch of stuff. We'll have a full list of all of our qualifiers, um, on the website that you can look out for, but there will be a lot of, a lot of hardware for, for local kids at, at Girl State Swimming again. Um, but there's, those are two really, I mean, those are two really good programs right now, um, doing good stuff. Look forward to that, seeing the coverage on yourprepsports.com. For everything we've talked about today and more, it's yourprepsports.com. Check it out. Um, we have enjoy. two events. We have two events this week, Rob, and they're and they conflict with each other. Want to see their I, falls I just, have, and I just laugh more. sometimes because it's it's not. We have a great team here. We'll figure it. We'll we'll get something done. But it's like when you're. They, man, these these things could be any other day, and I would because if you know me, you know how much I like doing this stuff, especially this time of year. And I would really like to be at both personally. Yeah, it's a bummer you have to those choose things. one. You know, you have to choose one. It kind of <laughs> yes. stinks in a way, but it's the way life it's just goes. Funny sometimes. when it's when it's I'm used to it when everybody's playing volleyball or everybody's playing football. Yeah. I can only be at one football game, but when I saw when I saw the football schedule, I was like, oh, you have. Got to be kidding me. I've got one football game this week and it conflicts with the state swimming meet. So we will have coverage of it. Don't worry. You can come to your prep sports and read about those things. So we'll get it figured out.
Check it out, yourprepsports.com. Ryan and I will be back to talk to you next week on the Seven Nation podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Systems Unlimited for the sponsorship. If you're interested in sponsoring our podcast, you can reach out to Ryan and he will hook you up. You yes. get a lot of exposure on this thing. He can give you the numbers and things like that. So if you're a local business wanting to support uh, local high school athletics, check it out. Absolutely. Say, say goodbye, Ryan. Goodbye.